Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet Fan here, and I'm so happy to be back to talk awesome anime content with you guys. Um, it's been a while. Um, life has been crazy, but I'm really happy to say that I'm back here for this special episode of the Amateur Otaku Um and as you always, you guys know, I don't talk anime by myself looking in the mirror at the wall, except on Fridays. But most of the times when I talk awesome anime live or recording, I do it with my good friend, the one and only, the seven wielder of the punster sword, Isaac. Hello. I, 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 I feel that I, 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 I tried to make your name work and it was so hard to not laugh in the process <laughs> but i i think i, I think i, I made it to the other side yeah i thought it would fit considering today's subject that is uh i i don't know how you take the you know what you're amazing isaac you're amazing <laughs> I, thank you i came up on that on the spot oh my god so, so as you guys know, um, here at the Amateur Taku, we talk as a man of contact. Um, Isaac and our good friend Mike Thomas um, have been doing an awesome job in covering my hero academia. Um, Together with will... Leo. Oh, awesome. And Leo from Geekly Goods, awesome. Have been doing an awesome job of covering my hero academia. Um, Isaac and I will return very soon with our coverage of The World Ends With You. But there's a big event that happened recently um, in on Netflix on a movie series that we've been covering since the the first the last of the first three came out, which is the movie series based on the Ruroni Kenshin series. Which, of course, I'm telling you that we're not only doing this because we have six thousand likes that we do not understand on YouTube, but <laughs> we are doing this because it is one of the better anime adaptations um we started this show with our coverage of the of the phenomenal anime adaptation of alita battle angel battle angel alita <clears throat> and um, um which was uh co-produced by kirk by uh by james cameron and directed by robert rodriguez starring um what was the name of the actors that played um alita can't believe for oh, Rose. Uh, oh, oh I, I'm putting a blank on me. Rosa Man, she was amazing. Rosa Salazar, which was amazing. Um, great supporting cast: Christopher Waltz, um, Harshala Ali, so many people. Um, so we started our show with that. So we do want to. We always like to come in and talk about live action adaptations from time to time. Um, I know we still owe you one on Erased, but that is coming. Um, but when we heard that the fourth installment, which is considered the final installment of the Rony Kenshin movies, um, we thought it'd be ideal for us to make time to talk about it. Um, this movie came out last Friday, was it, Isaac? It's rather I recent. Rather recent, I can't remember exactly when. Yeah, and, and the most interesting thing about this is that it covers the final arc of the manga, which, um, in my understanding, um, 
it was a animated arc that came out a lot a lot later after the original release of the anime, if not on the reboot version of the anime. Um, but it covers the final arc that is one of the most personal arcs in the entire series. Um, Isaac, I think we should just jump right in, um, and because people that want to hear our thoughts should go to our very little popular video on YouTube. And, and find out our thoughts on the first three movies. Um, but let's jump right in. We're going to talk about Rory Kenshin, the final. Um, I do not know who directed this movie because I do not believe in people. Okay. Rory Kenshin, the final, was directed by Keishi Otomo. And it's starring the great and phenomenal Takuro Sato as Kenshin. And then you have all these other characters. Because let's 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 start with that. How amazing is this dude to to be able to embrace all the qualities of this character? And and to a degree, like I gotta admit, I think it has to do with the tone of the movie overall. Like you can you can feel the cheese kind kind of pouring out of the edges. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 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 it feels like you have it's like cheese is being held in. It's not coming out, but it's being like hold like they're holding back the cheese, but the cheese is there. Um, but even so, I think the way Takeru carries the character of Kenshin throughout the first three movies, and especially throughout this one, is a pretty amazing job. Like I feel that we couldn't have asked for a better actor to do Kenshin. What do you think? I mean, just uh, to context, uh, this is a manga that Brandon ha and the animator has watched. I'm just going in a sort of blind because I haven't uh, I haven't seen slash read either. So I'm going in from a live action only perspective. Let's remember that. But from that standpoint, I think uh, the actor fits the character extremely well based on what I've seen, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I think he does he does a great way of balancing all the cheesy cartoonish elements of him. Like whenever he goes Oro or whatever like this very anime ish, cartoonish, um, all the seriousness, um, whenever the Bato kinda comes out. Um and then just the moments of profound sadness that are found throughout the series that I think this is like the biggest one that where you see a lot more of the sadness that he carries, the guilt that he carries, and the reason for all the guilt that he carries, which is what makes, I think, the movie pretty interesting. And um, I don't want to say that this is a perfect film because it's not, because it does have some moments where it kind of lulls out. But when it comes to the action when it comes to the blade work and choreography, when it comes to the the crux of the plot, like the like the main points of the plot and the and the revelations that we get from Kenshin's past and all that stuff, um, I think it's pretty. I think they hit a home run. I think it's a great way to seal it. Um, there were so many ways that this could go wrong. It could have been the worst entry, and it <laughs> wasn't. And you know what I mean? Like, there's always this, like, it's not like Sharknado was doomed from the start. So there's no way that there's a new, <laughs> there's that, an entry that, that was going to be was, better. 
that movie, uh, those movies are created to be bad, though. No, correct. Um, but like this movie was far from a train wreck. It was greatly done. Um, the quality, I would say, it was it was improved from the last. Um, and uh, I'm happy that we're talking about it. Um, it's fun. It's fun now because, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, uh, it's funny when I started this movie on Netflix, I didn't realize that uh, the automatic uh, choice was the English option and not the Japanese uh, option. So I thought for a second that they were talking English in the beginning, uh, as in the original actors. And then uh, more and more came out, oh, this is dub, because you can clearly see how it's not synced with the Char uh, the character's lips and all that. I'm just, no, I'm switching to the original language. This doesn't yep. even work. Now, let's, let's, take a moment and, let's take a moment and talk about that. Um, one of the things I think Netflix has done extremely well, mainly with their original stuff, but I think you see it a lot also with a lot of the animes that they are they get licenses to to be able to put on the show on uh, to put on the streaming service, is that they I think they're one of the few providers that provides the most translations and dubs. There are so many you can watch it in five different languages and you can listen to it and read it in five different languages. Yeah, which which I think it's phenomenal. I yeah. think Netflix being the worldwide phenomenon that it is has taken advantage of the international market. And I think the fact that you're able to watch movies like this in so many different languages opens the door for many people to discover it. And I, and I, and I love it. Like I, I listened to this podcast and, and they talk about how they found like there's this show, this Norwegian show called Ragnarok that I want to watch now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff out there, and like like Netflix is kind of blurring the lines or eliminating the divide between English only and other stuff. Like people are are beginning to wander to other sides of the world because they're able to change the the translations and are able to listen in their own language or something that is closest to it. So kudos to you, well done Netflix, well well done. I mean and speaking. Um, speaking of Netflix, there is a show that I feel that we should cover that the reason we put on Netflix. It's called The Way of the House Husband. Five episodes. Oh, that's short. supposed to be it's very. Good. That's supposed to be very good. Yeah, I watched that before. Uh, before me and uh, before I did the episode of My Hero Academia, which, as of this recording, should be up yesterday. In, and. Uh, I suggest we cover it one day because, well, it's only five episodes. It's not that long. Nice. It's, it's extremely funny. We have to do it. We have to do it. There's nothing like a Yakuza that cleans dishes. Um, so let's talk about the movie. Isaac, since you're the one coming from the outside and I have a little bit of background with this, um, you put it on. You watched it. Um, what did you take from it? What are your thoughts on Roni Kenshin, the final? Well, first and foremost, the action choreography in this one 
makes John Wick looks like a child play in comparison. Oh I my was, god! Uh, I mean, let me find that tweet because uh, I wrote a t- uh, tweet while I'm watching. Uh, we're watching it. We're, the fight choreography in the live action Ronnie Kenshin makes John Wick looks like child play. Are they humans or are they machine? Confused, smi- uh, smiling. I have to. Uh, I stand by that because there were some scenes I just, Jesus, wow, how are you even able to do stuff like that? Because it's so fast and fr- uh, fast and furious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a uh, ha ha ha. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say fluid considering it's live action, but it's just extremely fast paced and uh, and uh, there's moments that I'm just uh, there's probably some virus involved, but even then, what the hell? Yeah, it, if it, you know it what looks, I mean. The choreography looks ridiculously spot on, like it's something that's happening in front of you. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think I think when you look at the hand-to-hand combat, like the whole sequence in the dojo, when Anishi comes in and kind of kicks everyone's ass, which, by the way, there's a lot of montages of him kicking everyone's ass, um, which is kind of funny. Um, but and uh, but it's all the choreography that has to do with swords. Like all the sword play, it's ground it's i don't want to say it's groundbreaking but it's it's awe it's awesome because the speed that you would imagine from like high-end martial arts movies like flashpoint or ip man you're seeing it with samurai katanas and and you don't miss a beat And, and and it's not and like there's few edits like there's edits there but there's no edit that interrupts the fluidity of the battle. Does that make sense? Like yeah. everything just flows and looks so good. And, and for those that know about film, which I'm not a film director or anything, I know that a lot of those things are filmed a lot slower and they're accelerated to a degree for it to create the effect. But it looks like it should, especially when you consider the, the anime that it comes from. So I, I really, I, I'm really satisfied and happy that they were able to capture that um, throughout the series. And, and I like how throughout the series, because if I'm not mistaken, they did the first film first. Based on their reaction, they did the second two movies, which is um, Kyoto Inferno and what's the third one? Um, I don't remember. But they did the the two and the third, the second and the third, and after a couple of years in a break, they did this one. You can see how the action choreography has gotten progressively better, and and I and I like also like the little the little things that they do where when it becomes like in slow motion out of nowhere and then it keeps going in speed, like like the touches and the delicacy of how they want to present the action is actually pretty awesome. So so I do have to agree with you a hundred percent. Um, 
apart from the action story-wise because i know you're you're very big on character drama and and i think more than the previous films this one is more of a character drama um what were yeah. your thoughts which is which is what yeah, i actually which is this why this is the fa- my personal favorite of the four we have covered nice. actually because it is uh, more personal and it's uh, more like you said, character drama and all that. Don't get me wrong; the three other movies are good. I would probably have, uh, and based on your reaction, I would probably enjoy them even more yeah, if I read uh, the manga slash watched the anime. But uh, it's uh, uh, I can look at movie as a whole and say that this this movie is good and just. Imagine that this isn't based on, on anything. I mean, like that. If you look at it as yeah, a whole, yeah, even the, yeah, the like this is an original. If the, even if this were an original work, yeah, I got you. It looks good. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's just a whole personal, and it's uh, it's uh, sort of like you. How should I put it? It's sort of like. Uh, now I can't rem- uh, can't remember the whole uh, what I was thinking about, but yeah, uh, when I uh, judge these mo- uh, judge these movies in particular, it's uh, it's sort of like the whole uh, well ends with you. I haven't played the game, but uh, I w- uh, watch it as a anime only watcher, yeah. Yeah. and from a live action movie only watcher, I think th- you can enjoy them pretty g- well, even. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched, although I need to, although with one exception, I need to uh, ask. You know the guy with the sandals uh, later down the line in the movie. The guy with the sandals. Oh, um, Sojiro. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the one, the one, the one, the one that was part of Shichio's clan first. Are we the introduced young... to him in uh, in one of the movies? Because I can't recall that character. You're talking about the kid that was kind of hired to kill Kenshin and then kind of joins him? Yeah. Yeah, he's Sojiro. He's the one. He is um, Chishio's right hand. Um, so on the second movie, he's the one that fights against Kenshin. And breaks Kenshin's oh. sword. Oh, oh, that guy, that guy. And then he's the one, and he's also the one that Kenshin fights um, before Chishio on the boat at the end. Yeah. Which is that where, guy, like, I... yeah, that, that that on this other end, he Kenshin breaks his sword. And I and I actually enjoyed that he came back at it because in the beginning when I saw him come back, I was like. What the hell is going on? But then the reason he came back and how they they used I like how okay, before we because there's gonna be some spoilers, guys. So um spoilers ahead, possibly. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Say the word, Isaac. Say it. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So there might be spoilers. <laughs> And yes, singular. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, so 
Um, <laughs> but I like I like how he plays a role to the plot, and to and I like how they used him not as a one off, but how they intertwined him with Kenshin's story, which is what's up, which was a good surprise for me because. Um, is this one is not about Saito, it's not about Shinjigumi, it's not about Ayoshi, it's not about Sanosuke. This movie is 110% about Kenshin, and that's why I liked it, and that's why I loved it. Because the previous movies have to do with who Kenshin was, what he did, but what his actions brought to Japan, right? And but this particular movie has to do what his what his actions brought upon his own life. You know what I mean? Like this is not about the drama about the Meiji era. This has nothing to do. Like it all has to do. It all bottoms down to his story, how his actions affected his life, how his actions are affecting other people's lives. So it makes it a very personal story and very heartbreaking too. Um, and I, I liked how I liked how you're giving enough flashbacks not to be drawn to the past, but then but you get enough to move forward. But I like how the movie doubled down on the fact that it's not about this movie's not about Kenshin drowning in his past this movie is how kenshin finds a way to move on and i found that pretty poetic what do you think yeah and that's uh, uh that's probably one of the reasons what reasons that i really like this movie because i uh, because it's sort of uh Sure, I have. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm far from the same situation with him, but I have. I have stuff that I need to uh, need to uh, move on from, so to speak. And uh, something that is very hard for me to move on from, and that, uh, and I can sympathize with him of that. If that makes any sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I like I like how I like how we're introduced to his story, uh, everything that happened with his ex-wife, um, how Kaoru reacts to it. But I like how how in the beginning Kenshin would have just run away from everybody. But in the movie he doesn't. He just kind of like takes a space, but he comes back to them because you can see that he has grown to recognize them as his family. Because in the beginning, he would have just been the wanderer that he's always been. You know what I mean? There's no reason why he would need to stay. He would just walk away, you know? But because he values his family, because he needs to protect them, he kind of, this is like the first time that you see him opening up to them. Like he's finally at that point where he can talk about his past and how he finds it necessary to talk about his past um, because of the role that these people play on his life. Um, and I do also find 
the role, the the villain role of Anishi. Um, apart, apart from the fact that the actor did a great job, um, even though he brought most of the cheese, <laughs> there's a lot of cheese in his role. Um, I really liked him as a villain. Um, apart from the fact that he's amazing in the choreographies, um, I like I like how I like how his is also a story of of moving on like how and you know you have a good script to a degree when you have when you have a central theme that most characters are able to follow you know what i mean because yeah. kenshin's moving on anishi's moving on kaoru's moving on because you find a lot of characters that in different parts of their life they're they're like stagnant in one place you know what i mean like kaoru yeah to a degree, never move forward to kind of let Kenshin that she loves him. Kenshin never move forward with Kaoru. And Nishi never moved forward from, from Tomoe's death. Um, I, I would even say that Masao never moved beyond Aoshi's shadow, and she finally does in this movie. So I like how those themes are carried out throughout the film, and it's done very, very well. Um, but what a great portrayal of heartbreak. Like to think, to think that Kenshin has been through this much. And I don't know, man, it's crazy. To be, uh, to be such a goofball uh, yet uh, uh, being through that much, then, well, you can argue that he, how should I put it? That maybe he. Uh, 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 you can argue that sort of like no I can't recall one you, defense mechanism if uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah no and the interesting thing is is you gotta think about it he's actually maybe like what 30 now he's not that old because he started beating the Batosai at 14 yeah so so he's probably maybe in his 30s now. And so he's been through a lot in his entire life. Now, this is just me. And I want to say this as a good thing, not as a bad thing. But one of the things that I found good about the film is that, one, they changed the ending to Kenshin's story. That's one. And two, the movie's done, the characters are so, I enjoy the characters so much. And I love how they treated the story so much and the character of Anichi that I did not miss one of Anichi's battle angles that you see in the in the manga. I didn't miss it in the movie. I I don't know the context. So I don't really know. What which is why I'm going to share it. Which, which is why I'm going to share it. So in the manga or in the in the anime. Kenshin dies after the battle with Anichi. Oh. And he dies because his wounds throughout the years have had his body develop gangrene. Because he's he's hey. had so much wound, so many wounds in his body that his body can no longer recover, so he gets sick. And he technically pretty much dies in Kaoru's arms. That's like the ending of his story. 
there's actually an anime movie called Revelation where it kind of like retells a lot of the Anishi arc and retells a final arc with Kenshin and like that's kind of like where it ends like be, after and, and it's and it's a good death because he dies peacefully with Karu but it's like because like like he couldn't escape all the all lives he took and his body couldn't escape the toll that it's taken you know what i mean yeah but i kind of like the fact that he does get his happy ending but the other thing that if i'm not mistaken that would have been interesting to see but the movie's good so i don't care about it right now is that one of the angles of Anishi is that he's also a master of the Hita Mitsurugi style, which is the same style that Kenshin uses. I wonder why they didn't apply that. Because the... it would require additional backstory time. Okay, fair enough. And they would have had to make the fight. They would have had to make the angle of the fight. Yeah. That, that be the angle. The angle that they're both using the same style. You know what I mean? But I yeah. like how the reason... I kind of like the fact that they kind of did that. The fact that they didn't do that. I feel that it had to do with the fact that we over, we in, throughout the series, we've already seen what two Hita Mitsurugi masters looked like. Because we Good got point. his... We, we got that time with his master, who's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So so we got we got that time with them and that was pretty awesome. So to reintroduce a villain, to bring a new villain that's kind of like refreshing that trope of them being equals to a degree. I like the fact that they just focus on the fact that he was a vicious swordsman. Even more so than than Shishio because Shishio was just a megalomaniac. You know what I mean? And he had the whole fire thing. I like that Anichi is more like this amazing swordsman filled with rage. Apart from the fact that he has awesome style. <laughs> um, rocking, he's, he's, he's rocking them glasses. Um, but yeah. Guys, I, I, think, I think it's safe to say that the amateur otaku 100% thinks that you should watch this movie. If yeah, you, if you, if you, go ahead. And uh, yeah, and I link uh, the, you know, the video for uh, for our older videos in the description yeah. down below, and then end the card if you missed. Yeah. So I do want to say this: if you guys want to watch the first three. If I'm not mistaken, if you have a Funimation Now subscription, they're all available there. You can actually watch them in Funimation Now. You can watch the first, um, the first three Rony Kenshin movies, and then jump into Netflix to watch the final. That being said, I'm really looking forward to Netflix releasing Rony Kenshin: The Beginning, which apparently now we know why the why the uh, all the all the flashbacks that we saw in the final were so well directed because they're probably taken from the movie that they filmed right with it <laughs> because and here in um, Sweden at least uh, the I just checked here in Sweden at least the three first movies are on Netflix nice so you can watch all four on Netflix yeah I just nice. Checked. 
Maybe it's on uh, Netflix also in the US. I don't know, but... No, Netflix only has... Let me see. That's a good question. I think Netflix in the US only has the final, and I think that has to do with the licensing rights because I think that Funimation has the rights to it. So that's why it's not there. Yeah, the only one, the only one on Netflix is the first, is the last one. Yeah, but here in Sweden and probably other countries, that animation uh, is it available? Uh, those uh, are Netflix. Very nice. Those. I thought very, I could ch- uh, check it out for those that want to watch it. Nice, nice. So there you go, guys. Netflix International has all four. By the looks of it, um, Funimation now has the first three, um, and the final is on Netflix. I wouldn't be surprised if whenever Ronnie Kenshin the beginning comes out, me and Isaac will do another video. But I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out on Netflix. So I'm really excited and hoping that that happens, and we're able to talk about it very very soon. But if you've never seen Ronnie Kenshin the anime, watch the movies; they're awesome. If you want to get excited beforehand. Watch the anime and you'll see how awesome the anime is and how awesome and amazing and greatly the movies depict anime um, because it is very, very good. It is that good. Um, um, I would even I would even say it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite adaptation. Um, not that I don't love Alita because Alita is phenomenal, but the fact that they were able to bring this character to life with so much practical effects is groundbreaking to me. Yeah. So so that's what I like about it a lot. So also I do want to say um I, I wanted to say one more thing and I forgot. Isaac, I forgot. I forgot a lot of things. Um I was saying something else. But yes, watch Kenshin. <laughs> um is there anything else you want to add, bro? No. I have uh like I said, uh, as <clears throat> recording in the latest episode of the uh, My Hero Academia should be up by then. And we also have something planned for uh, uh, the 50 uh, subs um, celebration, so to speak, which should we don't know when it's going to up, but when it does, it's going to be glorious and hilarious. Oh, my God. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Amateur Taku. Um, I'm the Scarlet Fan. You can find me on Twitter at the Scarlet Fan 52, and you can find me on Instagram at the Scarlet Fan 52 as well. Isaac, where can we find you, brother? Well, you can find me over at uh, Emblemaniac uh, on Twitter, and you can find my work at Wilbur Entertainment. And you did you say our pods Twitter? I just put it on there. We, yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. the Amateur Taku Pod at Amateur Taku Pod on Twitter. And you can check out our YouTube channel where we have ever coming content um, from animes that are going on right now and animes and anime films and stuff like this one. Have an awesome, and guys. We promise, and we promise we're not just a My Hero Academia channel. <laughs> yeah. Have an awesome, guys. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Peace.
Thank you.